0: Good evening, and welcome to Light in the Darkness. My name is Red Mark. You know, tonight I want to talk about, uh, I, I titled this podcast, Surviving in These Perilous Times. The world we know, all around us, especially those of us who understand Bible prophecy, know that it's going to get darker and darker before it gets bright forever for eternity but in the meantime uh, it's, it's tough for people especially those that have no clue about what the Bible says or those that don't believe in Jesus Christ it's a hopeless it seems like a very hopeless world As a matter of fact news headlines everywhere say depression is skyrocketing worldwide and I can understand that it's tough for people that believe sometimes so what I want to do is is, is do this so 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 what can we expect in this year and beyond well, personally I would very much like to experience the fulfillment of Paul's words in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 through 17 let me read that to you Brothers we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope We believe that Jesus died and rose again and so we believe that God will bring Jesus with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him now, according to the word to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with a voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and after that we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so will be with the lord forever therefore encourage each other with these words wow i love that scripture and that's what we need to do is encourage each other isn't it i know i know he's coming soon he has to be but but who can say when And if this will be the year when Jesus takes us to the place that he is preparing for us, as John chapter 14, verse 1 through 3 teaches. Now, the only safe prediction I can make for the upcoming year is that the perilous times mentioned in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 of the past few years will continue unabated. Let me read that to you. This is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. But mark this. And then the Lord goes on to say, have a form of godliness, but deny its power. They have nothing to do with them. Wow, that's a great teaching, which I'll talk about at a different time. So, such are the ominous times which we live. Isn't it true? And they will grow increasingly more treacherous leading up to and during the seven-year tribulation. We know that because that's what the Bible teaches. And so, let me put the Bible over here. How do we cope with these turbulent days as we eagerly await jesus appearing well i'm glad you asked first we need to recognize that we are witnessing the fulfillment of prophecy the bible said this would happen and it's happening exactly as it was written two thousand plus years ago now as we look in greater depth at some of the specifics paul lists in second timothy chapter 3 yeah chapter three it becomes increasingly apparent that they aptly describe the time in which we live now i believe there is much consolation in this as it assures us that that god remains sovereignly in control he saw the day coming long 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 ago and inspired the apostle to write about it just before his death yeah yeah yeah, I know the critics will come along and say that it's always been like this since the beginning of time, since the, since this writing 2,000 years ago, and they say nothing has changed. So why exaggerate, Red, and you guys like you? Well, sin and its ways have always been here, yes. But I disagree with the, the naysayers for two reasons. Number one. These, these current perilous times come at a time when many other prophetic signs are converging as never before in history, all at the same time. And number two, we're witnessing a heightened and demonic quality to these attributes that not only indicates the added fierceness of our day, but also the nearness of the day of the Lord. You know, here's some examples. Egotism unmatched in history. Pride is something that affects all of us to some degree, I know. And when we look again at Paul's list in 2 Timothy 3, we catch a glimpse of the alt- unmatched egotism that exists today. Not the Notice the emphasis in verse 2 where it says, For people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. I mean, the list goes on. Today it's not enough for some to have an opinion, or any opinion, but as so often it comes with veiled contempt for any and all who dare to disagree. For those on the left, they don't really even attempt to win an argument, but they would rather seek to destroy, and any and all who dare to disagree with their rhetoric. Boy, is that true today, especially in, in our pol- political world here in America. The globalists of our day believe they have the wisdom and insight to decide who lives and who dies in their pursuit of global power. Such is the demonic quality that makes this arrogance unrivaled by those who lived in the past. Here's another one. Heightened Brutality. Barclay says that the, wor- the word Paul used for brutal denotes a savagely, a sava- sav- savagery Excuse me, which has neither sensitiveness or sympathy. The term signifies a vicious, viciousness of character that displays a complete lack of human sympathy or compassion. It, it's this not what we already see in the ruthless and deadly policies now in force in so many countries around the world? And it's growing by the moment. It's incredible what the world news is. Every day is changing, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. The word heartless in chapter in that same place in in verse three denotes some one totally lacking in any natural affection toward others. It's like a bunch of sociopaths. Now the globalists that now are gaining more and more control of governments across the globe are egotistical, callous people who do not care who they destroy or murder in the quest for world domination and the enslavement of all under their control sure look around so why do people assume that those who fiercely defend the barbaric practice of abortion can be trusted to govern the brutality extends far beyond these unborn children i'll tell you okay another one perilous times on steroids when one compares paul's words in second timothy again chapter three verse one through five well, with what the globalists have planned for the soon coming future of the world is nothing less than perilous times on steroids. We're talking about the tribulation period. The goal of these elites is simply, it's very simple reduce the population to a more manageable level for the communist world in order that they seek to impose upon humanity. In other words, full control. No such thing as democracy. Because so many people, even though securely in Christ, cannot imagine that these elites could be so murderous and deadly in their intent, they, 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 they remain blind to the dangers of, of their agenda and thereby oblivious to the nearness of the seven-year tribulation period. I mean, people, hardly anybody is admitting that it's coming any day. They naively believe that the Holocaust of World War II cannot happen again despite the evidence that history repeating itself before their very eyes. And it's happening right before our eyes. Man, we see so much pre-World War II Germany right now, and our society is unbelievable. But again, most people, especially the young, have no idea what it was like back then. They haven't read the history books. I wasn't alive quite then. Okay. The Beast of Tribulation is another one. The beast just displayed at the UN headquarters in New York City reveals the fierceness of what awaits people who will live under the new world order. The eerie similarity of this image to the beast described by Daniel in chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, and then the apostle Paul in Revelation thirteen one through 4, speaks to the nearness as well as the satanic brutality of our day as we witness the antichrist kingdom beginning to take shape all around us. You know, the globalists just a couple years ago were quiet no more. They're openly saying it's going to happen. The pure audacity behind the setting up that this image tells me that the elite are quite confident in their agenda for world domination to the point of flaunting their beastly agenda to kill and enslave. They remarkably refer to this image as the guardian of international peace and security. What a joke. Do they even know they are quoting first Thessalonians chapter five, verse three? Read it for yourself and let me just, in fact, I'll read it to you. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come upon them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. Isn't that sad? Blindness. How is this not a bright red flashing light telling us we live in the last days? Again, people just don't know what the Bible says. What a tragedy. What we, the remnant, the remnuts, I call what we call ourselves now, what what we must do. Now, according to the eternal perspective of scripture, simply put, Without the hope we see on the pages of the New Testament, I would be drowning in despair. Surviving these perilous times necessitate, basically necessitates a two-world outlook that values our eternal hope above all earthly aspirations. This comforting perspective which Paul aptly describes for us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, 8, And Romans 8 18 result from both knowing and firmly grasping the specifics of what the Lord has planned for us in eternity I want you to when I'm done here write these down 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 and 18 and Romans 8 verse 18 read them for yourself the rapture signals the beginning of the treasures that Jesus has in store for all who believe and that's when we receive our new glorified bodies And our Savior takes us to the place He prepared for us. This this anticipation alone reassures our souls as we encounter the terrors of our day. That's the hope. The Bible tells us that our Lord is going to judge the wicked, the brutality, the violence of this world. Count on it. The Old Testament prophets spoke of this as the beginning of the day of the Lord. We refer to it as a tribulation, describes in Revelation chapters 6 through 18. And then at his return to earth, Jesus will throw the Antichrist into the lake of fire, totally destroy the kingdom that the elite now labor so diligently to put in place. And we will witness Jesus' display of unmatched and spectacular power when he returns, when we return with him at the end of the tribulation. Wow, I love it. Finally, we need to meditate on the specifics of our hope. The specifics of our, of our everlasting hope helps us face the dark days in which we live. It really does. It's our anticipation of Jesus' imminent appearing, our celebration in heaven, our return with Christ to the earth, our reign with him during the, the thousand year millennial state, and the wonders of the eternal state that anchors our souls during these perilous times. We must keep this joyous truth at the forefront of our minds during these dark times in which we now live. Think about it. Keep hope. Look up. Jesus is coming for us. So. Until next time, this is Rhett.